it's so important for military spouses to figure out how to care for themselves. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get into it, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. Now that we have that out of the way, hi, peeps. Just want to say welcome to those who are new to the podcast. You are in the right place. We are here for the book reviews, The Military Spouse Life Candor, okay? And also my flash fiction or whatever creative projects I am sharing at the very end. But y'all, for those who have been with me and rocking with me, y'all know y'all are always welcomed and I really appreciate your support. If you have not gone to the website, stationedwithstories.com is where you can find me. You can communicate with me via the website. You can see all of the flash fiction and other pieces. And y'all, if you are listening on a podcast site, give it all the stars. Yes. Review the podcast. Tell people why you love Station With Stories and share it with a friend, okay? Because sharing is caring. Also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, stationed underscore story. Now that we have that out of the way, okay, let's move on forward into this book review. Y'all, this past week, I finished Book Lovers by Emily Henry, and that book came out in 2022. So just last year, Emily Henry has been on the best seller list for New York Times. She has definitely right been in a lot of conversations of, of newer books coming out, hot authors. So my words for this book are ironic, sarcastic, sappy. All right. So for those who have been with me, you know, I just jump into these books. I actually do not remember how I came to read this book or what it was. I don't think it was a recommendation by a person. Maybe someone mentioned the author's name. Maybe it came up when I was looking at related titles or something. Okay. But I said, okay, I'm going to read this book. And it is ironic in tone when you start off this book, and this is, let me just say, for those who love a little romance, this is for you, okay? And it is not my genre, but somehow I got into it and I'm, you know, expanding, y'all. I'm trying to expand and read these different genre books for you all. And this is definitely for those who love some some love. They love some love, okay? We'll talk about sarcastic a little later because there's there's that little snappiness that is is pretty funny too. But ironic because it starts off as a a kind of jab. The main character is pretty much like jabbing at the whole genre of romance, right? So it's like someone in a romance book talking about how predictable romances are. And so there's a lot of irony in the tone and that carries, it's a pretty lengthy book, I would say. Um, and it carries for a little bit in that beginning and it, it kind of picks back up, but there's an irony to the tone. It's very aware, very self-aware. And it's also about a book agent. 
and I think in a book editor. And I think that's quite funny because if you are a writer like me, you know, you're already curious, at least I was already curious about the inner workings of this world. And so it's ironic that a writer who works with agents and writers and and specifically write with editors is writing about that process and kind of poking fun at how predictable that world is, particularly in the genre, and then how odd and strange, right, some of the relationships can be between the players, major players here. So there's that, okay? Very ironic, too sarcastic. Sarcasm, you know, is very witty. The tone is very witty. The prose is in some ways very much what you would expect, but also it takes some really interesting tones um, a little bit later. I would say the sarcasm is heavy in the beginning and it weaves itself in and out throughout the main protagonist. Her sarcasm is heavy. And funny, if you like that, then it is here, is there. I would also say number three, sappy. It is a love story. There is some smut. And people, I didn't, I don't think I knew what smut was, or I, I would have been able to guess, but I don't think I heard someone say the word smut until last year. And I was like, smut? Well, what is that? But yes, smut, if you are uninitiated, is basically the love scenes, okay? It gets a little bit more explicit and, you know, it's a little dirty. So once again, this is not like a genre that I read and love, but it definitely is in terms of writing, doesn't stay there the whole time. And I would say that even though in the middle I say, I would say the sharpness of the tone falls out a little bit. There's a little sag in the middle and it becomes a lot more predictable, or at least I I identify that this is actually going to be predictable. And so I I realized that, I didn't realize that until the, the middle, I was like, well, maybe this will be very different. And then I was like, oh, this must be more romance. But And I think it's a little bit more expanded, probably in the marketplace is not just a romance. There are some elements, some more universal elements of relationship that, and not just romantic, but sibling relationships, parent-child relationships, they're really important here. And so I think there are places, especially after you get out of the first third of the book, that it really goes a little bit deep. And then it gets back more surface level and it stays on cue to the things that you might expect from a story that is going to end well, quote unquote. And speaking of that sappiness, it really does get sappy, not just in the like the lover's relationship, really is not that. I think it really gets sappy with the sister's relationship and almost wild in terms of just the energy focus on this has to be right. This ha- almost obsessive, I'll say it that way, almost obsessive, the main character's need for that relationship to be all good. And it it gets really sappy and in a way that I didn't expect in some ways. It was a love story, okay? So that is the book. It's Book Lovers by Emily Henry. My words for the book, ironic, sarcastic, sappy. And 
This book came out in 2022. Check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day, self-care for the military spouse, okay? And self-care, and if you're not a military spouse, it's self-care for you too, okay? Whoever you are, whatever walk of life you're in, self-care, as we know right now, is a really big buzzword, okay? You're hearing that everywhere. And I will say that is a word that I both really appreciate or a phrase, right? A concept that I really appreciate. But then I think it can also kind of go too far. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'll start with saying that I was at a writer's conference this past weekend, virtual, virtual writer's conference. And that was a fantastic experience of self-care that I did not recognize as such. And I will tell you why. Now, Writers Conference, for those, if you've been with me, you know I'm a writer. That is what I do. And I love it. I really do love it. And I'm continuously writing, obviously, every week. I have fresh flash fiction for you all. But outside of that, I'm also writing on larger projects, writing manuscripts for novels. And that is really my passion. And I'm really enjoying that process And, you know, when you think of conferences, a lot of times you're thinking professional development. At least that's what I was thinking when I signed up for this conference. Okay, I'm signing up for this professional development. And I will have to be honest with you all. I was thinking, okay, so now I'm going to go back into the more structured, more like you must rub elbows with the right people. You must know the right lingo and jargon. You must know the right author names and have read the right books. And I felt like before I went to the conference, I felt like I had to get myself prepared to go back into a more egocentric space of writerdom, right? More of a let me show you, let me prove why I deserve to be in this room with all of you other writers. And I was excited about becoming better, right? I was excited about being better at what I do. I was not excited about the other part, the the piece where I felt like people were really going to be pounding their chests and and kind of, you know, the bravado that I was expecting. And I am in writer circles, but I haven't been in a conference in a while. And I don't know why or where I got this idea from, but I just felt that way. And for those of you who are in other fields, maybe it's the same thing for you. You know, you kind of have to get your game face on. You have to get your professional face on. You have to smile or, you know, you don't have to, but I am a smiler just naturally. So you kind of have to have that energy to engage with a ton of people and, really show that you know what you're talking about, okay? So that's what I was going in to the conference in terms of thought process. That's how I was going into the conference. Y'all, it was self-care. It really was. And this is what I I will say about it. For for part of the conference, we had one-on-one calls, one-on-one just set up calls with people that we did not know, just random strangers. I I love that concept, actually. Although the time he was too short, it's like three minutes, right? 
But someone asked me, we had a follow-up because we connected, and she asked me, how do I find community when I'm moving around so much? And it's true for military spouses, finding community is important, but not just that, but for me, finding community is a part of self-care. It's not the same thing for everyone. But for me, being around people, having conversations, I think that really gave me so much energy. And then on top of that, people were very, very humble and generous, very generous of spirit. And I ended up leaving the conference. I was like, that was fantastic. Like that is what I really needed to feel energized about this next chapter, so to speak, right? This next juncture in my writing career, this path that I'm going down. And it felt so good. It felt like I really fed myself in a way that I needed to feed myself. And so think about just self-care in general, how it looks for all of us, for those who maybe are feeling burnt out. For example, there was conversation about being burned out in the publishing industry. And I thought, "Mm, same thing for military spouses, right? Sometimes you just burn out on having to do all the things that are part of that checklist, right? Of things you must do before you move, of things you must do in order to get certain benefits, of things you must do in order to, you know, change statuses. Maybe you have a child, new child, you have to get all their information and put it in page two for any changes uh, in terms of not even just moving, but just addresses and systems and in terms of having to send account information to the right places, having to communicate to commands if there are emergency situations and, you know, the spouse is not there in person, they're out to sea or stationed somewhere else and trying to get that communication to them. So much that you have to do and communicating to the right people and getting the right information. And it can be burnout for some people right? It can be very tiresome. And that self-care piece is so important. It's so important for military spouses to figure out how to care for themselves in times when it can be very stressful. And sometimes, and I will say this for myself especially, I often do not realize that I am stressed very like quickly. Like usually, and I'm, I'm a coper, I'm like, Everything is fine. I am fine. I am moving along and I have a lot to to really buoy me. I have strong faith and I have a lot of support in terms of family, even though they are not by my side per se. I still communicate with them a lot. I, I, I'm a share, so I share my feelings. And sometimes it takes a little while, even though I'm sharing and I'm communicating and I'm you know, doing different things to realize that I'm a little stressed. And it's, but it's important, right, to recognize when you do need that self care. And I was thinking for military spouses, especially for those who have children, small children, it can be difficult. I, I can imagine, could only imagine you're like, when, how, where, <laughs> right? And it, it is, I can't say that there is one right? Magic pill for like self-care. But in terms of of what that means for feeding us, feeding ourselves, feeding 
our loves and our passions is so important. It's so important. And you may not even realize that you need it until you get it and you're so refreshed. And that's really what I came off the weekend. And so I was thinking, you know, for those who are artists, and I know some of my military spouse friends who are artists, you know, they take the time to paint or draw, right? Cooks, right? If you're home cooks or a chef, you know, they are learning new techniques for cooking. And that's something that I love to do. You know, we know how to bake honey wheat bread. Now we're going to learn how to make I don't know, a brioche bun. That is what feeds that person. So they so do that. Do that. If you're an athlete, take some time wherever you are. Do some some new exercises, right? Or find some competitions. There's a lot of competitions on base. You'd be surprised if you haven't engaged with that 5Ks and that kind of thing. But also in your local community. You may not think, oh, you may think, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But if you love it, do it. Try to find that opportunity. For those who are collectors, find a community who also likes to collect things that you like to collect, right? Or for example, you know, if you're a trivia geek, you know what? Get that trivia going. You may not have done it in a while and you may think, well, you know, it's okay. I'll pass right now. I need to focus on other things. No, 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 no. You may think you're okay right now, but you will be much better once you get into that little trivia round with random teammates or people that you do know and get into that bar or get into that library or get into, you know, whatever that book store that has trivia near you, you will find yourself buoyed. You will find yourself really enjoying that refreshment. And, you know, the other piece of self-care, I think, is getting inspiration. And that's something that I took from this conference, right? As we are in this moment right now where my husband is in this iteration, where is he going, when he goes, how long will he be gone? (laughs) You know, and there's a lot of questions right now, and I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. But for me, while all of this is happening, let me get inspired. Let me get inspired, right? While all of this is happening, find some inspiration for yourself, whatever it is, if you are into interior decorating, find you a YouTuber, okay? Or find you a show or or whatever it is and and get inspired. And I would say get inspired, but don't get envious, right? If you're following anyone, especially on social media, if you're following anyone who has stopped inspiring you, maybe you started off very inspired, but now you feel this twinge of envy because the freedom that they have with their lives or the level that they have attained in their skills or notoriety or whatever, whatever it may be. Okay. That is triggering something in you. Mm -mm, Let that go. That is not self-care. It is not inspiring anymore. It is triggering some self-doubt in you and we don't need that in our lives. Okay. And the other piece in self-care, find windows if you cannot walk through doors. And what I mean by that is there might be moments, just pockets of time where you can do a little sewing project if you like to sew, but you cannot do a full dress. Okay. Maybe you just have to make some window curtains, right? Some curtains 
or some napkins or something like that, just to bring a little joy, right? Or some pillowcases. And just doing that, even though you can't do the full, beautiful 1950s dress that you want to do, just doing something might really bring you some joy that you don't realize it will bring you, okay? So don't be disappointed that you don't have a full door to walk through, okay? Look through that window, kind of get get in that building <laughs> through the window if you must, but take those little pockets of time and do the things, the little things, even if it's a small amount of time, try to do that so that you will feel that just joy that you get from really taking care of yourself. And I did say that I would say a little bit more about self-care on the opposite end. I do feel like sometimes, especially in popular conversation, it can get a little bit too overdone. The conversation on self-care, self-care, you know, self-care, self-care, self-care. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, you know, I can say that sometimes things are a little bit overindulgent. I really do believe in taking care of other people and and being in community and not being self-absorbed. But you know what? You know when you need things for you. And y'all, in this life of so many uncertainties and so many difficult moments and lots of sadness and stress, being able to take those pockets of time, being able to do those things, even if you feel like you're good, even if you feel like I have no, there's no issues, I'm, it's perfect. Y'all, like I said, I did not know that I needed that conference until I went and I'm like, yes, writers do these things. And the reason I felt so good after it is because this is something that really feeds me. So yeah, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I have for you another flash fiction piece called The Summer It All Changed. In a world filled with carpenter ants and worker bees, Kelsey hung upside down from tree limbs like sloths, hands grasping, legs hooked atop branches like ivy. She's so lazy these days, her mother complained. All summer long. In a world humming with bands of gorillas and cackles of hyenas, Kelsey bellowed sobs into pillows. She hummed nursery rhymes that comforted her as a baby, though now nine years old. Occasionally, she deigned muteness. In a world where one might find a charm of finches or a parliament of owls, Kelsey flapped her own wings and landed in the world of books. She read voraciously. She read for hours with no sleep and no food and no water. She's got to come out and eat, her father said. Kelsey tried to pretend her world, the real world, didn't exist. Because in a world where ferrets gather in a business and eagles in a convocation, that summer, Kelsey overheard her parents commence their ending. And it seemed a stench of skunks gathered as her family unraveled. And a shiver of sharks surrounded them in their weakened state. And no cloud of grasshoppers, no tower of giraffes, could lift her from this ruin. 
All right, y'all, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I already gave you all the information, right? You know what to do. You know to share. You know to leave the stars. You know where to find me on Instagram and Twitter. You know where their website is. So all I have to say at this point is thank you as always for joining me every Monday. My name is Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. This is Station with Stories. I'll see y'all next week. Bye, peeps.